Do you ever feel a bit intimidated or overwhelmed when you find yourself thinking about legal when it comes to your lash business? You're working so hard to build your dreams and achieve your goals, and those shouldn't go down the drain simply because you didn't know how to protect what matters most to you. I'm your host, attorney and friend of the lash industry, Tamsin Horton, and together we'll learn how to protect what matters most when it comes to your lash business so you can confidently take your business to the next level and beyond with simple, easy to understand and action you can take today. You will never feel intimidated or overwhelmed by legal anymore. Welcome to today's episode, and we are going to talk about what do you need to get your business going. Now, first off, you should know that I use metaphors all the time because it is how I remember everything. And when it comes to the law, things can get really complicated. And so if we keep it simple, it stays memorable. And then when you need it, you will be able to quickly access exactly what you are listening to today. So I want you to understand first and foremost that your business in a lot of ways is like a child. Now, I am a parent, and so this metaphor works really well in understanding business and legal, my responsibilities, but also knowing that it is separate and distinct from me, just like my children. I have two small boys. They are separate and distinct from me, but I have responsibilities. I have legal responsibilities because I am their parent. I have practical responsibilities. I have financial obligations. So when you are starting this business, that's just a really easy thing to keep in mind. You are responsible for this lash business, this separate and distinct entity from yourself, but yet it is still very much a part of you, while at the same time traveling with its own legal and financial responsibilities. Now, just like if you have your own child or maybe you ha- you're an aunt or an uncle, you want to name your child. It's one of the first things you do as a parent. Now, when we're talking about this with your business, when you're getting your business going, or even if your business is already up and running, but you didn't maybe put as much thought into this as you wanted to, let me give you some really practical information on the name. There are two basic ways that names will come down. One is legal. So what you're paying your taxes under, that is your legal business name. Then you have your brand business name. Now, those might be one and the same, or they might be completely different. Now, when it comes to your legal business name, that you simply need to clear through your local business authorities. This is really the tax people. There's lots of different offices, you know, the licensing offices, banks, all that kind of stuff. But really the simplest way is no two people in the same jurisdiction can be paying taxes under the same name. 
It's impossible. It's why we get, in, at least in the States, we all have unique social security numbers because no two people can pay taxes under the same social security number. If they do, there's an issue. So that's the same principle when we're talking about business names. So if you, for instance, go to register your business name in your state and you file the forms and it goes through no problem, that's your legal business name. Now, when it comes to your brand, this is where trademark law is going to pop up. And it has to because the purpose of trademark law is to identify and distinguish a brand in the marketplace for consumers. So you're it's identifying the source of goods or the source of services. So it is why, you know, there's Nike and there's Under Armour, there's Coke and there's Pepsi, because while the companies might make similar goods, they're very different based on the brand. And that's where your brand name comes into play. Now, you know the you know large brands in your industry. You cannot start a business with their name. You can't start a business that is confusingly similar to their name. You can't start a business that is likely to confuse the consumer. Because if you do, you're very likely going to get what is called a cease and desist letter. Means stop cut it out. You cannot use this name. So when you're starting your business, and we'll go into this more on future episodes devoted specifically to trademark law, but really think about the brand that you want to build your business around. If this is your name, you really don't need to worry about trademarking until you're a Martha Stewart or an Oprah Winfrey. When your name becomes the brand, when it becomes the big brand and it really isn't about you anymore, then yes, you can trademark your name. But for most of us, we're not ever going to trademark our names. Our names are rarely going to become a brand. And so we don't have to worry about it when we're starting a business because we're not going to commit trademark infringement on someone else. Now, if your name is Oprah and you want to make Oprah's lashes, I would recommend talking with an attorney you know, like, and trust because that could run you into some issues because it could be confusing. People think might think that Oprah has actually become a lash artist. So those are the two big pieces uh, for names. Legal names, people can have the same one. Brand names, not in the same industry. So for instance, if there's a name you love and it happens to be maybe the ch- a name of a chocolate company, no problem. Dove Chocolate and Dove Shampoo have done this for years. So those are just a few pieces to keep in mind when you're um, naming your business as you're starting out. Then you also need to make sure that you have your registration. So local, state, and national. Those are going to differ based on where you live. So always check and see what are the registrations that you need. Along that same line, you're going to have your licenses. So what is required to lash? And here I will say, if you are not yet learning from the National Association of Lash Artists that is run uh, by Levi Shepard, I highly, highly recommend putting Nala on your radar because they are completely committed to elevating and educating lash artists. And they 
you might as well learn from the best. You really might as well just learn from the best. So I highly recommend Nala and Levi Shepard. Now, when it comes to your money, you got to keep your money separate. So when you're running a business, you're going to have currently, you already have your personal checking, your personal credit cards, your personal savings account. That's great. And you're likely going to use some money from those to start your business. You're going to pay for your licenses, pay for your registrations, pay for lash education, pay for insurance, pay for legal, pay for accounting. All of those are going to be expenses that are likely going to come from the money that you have personally. But what you don't want to do is co-mingle those funds. So set up a very simple business banking account. Make a transfer from your personal to your business and operate the business as if it has millions and millions of dollars in it. If you start that way, you will stay on a solid foundation all the time. And if you're like me, you didn't get into lashes so that you could become an accountant. So make sure that you are using an accounting app. Find an accountant. Research what bookkeepers do. Investigate people that can help you keep track of the finances so that you can excel what you're at what you're really good at, which is your lash lashing ability, which is your lash business. So that just please, please, please keep your money separate. That will save you so much time, so much money. And as we move into a few more of the legal aspects that you need to know when you're starting your business, when you're treating it like a business, the law will respect it as a business. If you're not treating it like a business and you're just treating it like an extension of you personally, then you're going to lose some of the protections that the law would have afforded to you if you had just kept things separate. So definitely keep personal money personal, keep business money separate in its own accounts. Now, when it comes to some more of the legal pieces, as you're starting out, you're likely going to have social media. You're going to have a way for people to schedule appointments with you and communicate with you. And when you start doing that, you're going to start triggering the law. That's just how it works. And what I want you to know is that there's some really basic pieces that will just give you the foundation of keeping your business safe. One of those is your privacy policy. And this is required by law. It doesn't matter where you live. You'll also hear it referred to as data protection, um, per personally identifiable informa information. And the more visible, the more connected our modern world is becoming, the more personal data is being shared across all kinds of platforms. So it's really important to make sure that you have a proper privacy policy that is visible where people are booking their appointments with you, where they are sharing and exchanging personally identifiable information with you. That has to be included because you want to tell people basically, what are you collecting? Why are you collecting it? Who has access to it? What do you do with it? How can they get a copy of it? So it's nothing very complicated. It just is required. And so that's one piece you definitely want to make sure that you are taking care of. The next is your terms. 
I call this your playground rules. So when people start interacting with your business, while yes, at first we said it was like having a child where it's separate and distinct from us, but we're legally and financially responsible for the child or for the business. When it comes to how people interact with the business, I had another metaphor, and that is my playground rules. If you're going to come over, I've built this incredible playground, also known as your lash business, your website, all that goes into your business front. And here's the rules. Here's what's allowed. Here's what's not allowed. Here's what happens if this goes down. Here's what happens if that goes down. Now, there's lots of legal minutiae, which again, we will do a whole episode just on your terms, but know that you want to have those playground rules. You just want to have it. It needs to be visible when people are interacting with your business. So your website, your scheduler, your social media, there just has to be a way that if you needed to ever, ever, ever point to them, if a legal situation were to creep up or to hopefully diffuse a legal situation, you want to be able to quickly grab a URL and say, here's my playground rules and here's why I took the action I did or here's why I didn't take the action that I did. Very important and they're just called terms. Along that same line is your client contracts or client agreements or client expectations. Those are all similar ways to say the same thing. So when someone comes and they book an appointment with you, you want to put all the expectations out of the gate. What is the payment? What is the no-show policy? What is your cancellation policy? Do you have a refund? What do they need to do if they want a refund? What do they do if they have an allergic reaction? What do they do in any number of situations? And this is so important because when you take the time as you're starting your business, you're getting everything going. I know you're try you're choosing the right lashes and the tweezers and the glues and the bed and the chair that you're going to sit in and the music and all of those other pieces. Your client contract is something that within a couple hours, just sitting down and thinking through, what are my policies? What is it that I'm going to do if someone doesn't show for their appointment? So instead of, you know, freaking out and going crazy, you know, text messages back and forth with you to a client or hopping into a Facebook group with 20,000 other lash artists and going, oh my goodness, what do I do? You've thought it through. Like that's what serious business owners do. We have a plan of action knowing this is what's going to happen if someone doesn't show. This is what's going to happen if they cancel 20 minutes before their appointment or if they cancel four days before their appointment. Those are very different scenarios. Here's what happens if they refuse to pay. Here's what happens if they're dissatisfied with service. So your client contract isn't intimidating. It is your game plan. It is truly such a confidence booster in terms of you know what you're going to do. And I will tell you that as people come in and interact with you, you'll likely revise these for sure, but you have a plan of attack. You also have thought through, how am I going to share, you know, 
these images of this amazing work that I've done on social media. You have the photo releases in place. You have the consents. You've thought through all of those pieces. And that is so important when you're getting your business going or even if you've been in business for a while and you might be listening to this going, oh my gosh, like I never even thought about that. Guess what? The best part about legal is that If you take care of it before an accident or something happens, it is a piece of cake. It truly is just the most beautiful thing ever. When you take care of legal after there's been an accident, after something has gone wrong, then that's where the really nasty reputation that legal has shows up. And I don't want that for you. I want you, as you're listening to this, to know oh my goodness, I've just learned that my legal name and my brand name can be totally different. Wow, I know that I need to keep my personal and my business money separate. Oh my goodness, I never thought about having a client contract that was detailed enough to give me basically the operating manual for engaging with a client. You are sitting in such a good spot right now And I would love to invite you. I have a legal masterclass that is another 30 minutes that just goes through each of these situations in a little bit more detail. So while you're doing someone's lashes and you're thinking through these things, you can just listen to the legal masterclass. So thank you. I will be back next week with another episode of Lashing Legally. And if there's any questions I can answer for you, please feel free to use the link and leave me a voice message and I will respond to you personally and quickly. Have a beautiful day. Go make the world absolutely gorgeous one set at a time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Lashing Legally. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. If you would like to download and listen to the free legal masterclass, just go to the website, lashinglegally.com, and you can download the legal masterclass. And if you have any questions, you can ask anytime. Go out there, make the world absolutely gorgeous and beautiful one set at a time, and I will see you again next week.